What's up, legends, and welcome back to another episode of the Present Father Project. I'm Tully O'Connor, and today I've got a conversation with a man, my man, Dan Harrison. Um, Dan is a legend. He's somebody that as soon as I uh, thought about uh, starting this podcast, I knew I was going to get him on to have a conversation about money. Because money is something that doesn't really get talked about a lot and is hugely important, especially when we make the transition into being a family, um, taking that provider role to a whole new level. Um, so yeah, this conversation was was fantastic. Um, Dan hails from BC, British Columbia, up in Canada, um, and he's the proud father of a two-year-old daughter. He's an ex-financial advisor turned course creator and online business mentor, and he specializes in authentic selling, relationship-based marketing, and transformational leadership. So long history in the money world. Um, Yeah, he worked with some of the largest asset managers in Canada and has sold and earned millions of dollars as a certified financial planner, and then recently has taken a more aligned path into, into what he's doing now. But I love Dan's work because he's obviously he's been a certified financial planner for a really long time. So he knows all the practical spreadsheety parts of, of money. But he also just understands the deeper layers that, uh, that are at play when it comes to money and our relationship with it. So yeah, this conversation was awesome. To, to frame the money conversation with the fatherhood conversation was something that I, um, I'm really passionate about and, and I really enjoyed. So I hope you enjoy it too. Um, yeah, so this episode, we dived into a few different things. Um, we spoke about how that provider role got activated when Dan um, became a father and, and what this meant to him. He touched on the two most important steps you can take if financial stress is present for you. And this was really um, tangible, actionable stuff. Um, He touched on the most overlooked skills and attributes when it comes to successful business owners um, and inspiring business owners. Uh, And part of the conversation I loved was talking about aligning our goals with our deepest values as a family. And he shares a personal story of of a course correction that he had to make early on um, in his uh, experience as a father with his business. So that was was really cool. Um, And then he also touched on balancing time working on a business, time being a present father. And I feel like that's such a uh, a common and ongoing challenge, you know, balancing – the many the many balls that we're juggling at the at the one time. So, yeah, Dan offers um, some deep insight and also just yeah, his story is just such a heart centered man, and I really think you're going to get a lot from this episode. So, without any further ado, I introduce you to Dan Harrison. All right, Dan, my man, welcome to the Present Father Project. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah, man, excited to excited to dive in, um, and to kick things off, let's just and we we're kind of chatting a little bit about this before we um, pressed go. But yeah, just to give the uh, the people listening an idea, what's what does fatherhood look like for you at the moment? Ah, uh, the joy of my life. Uh, my daughter is two. Um, fatherhood looks like. You know, we've got a messy living room with a ton of toys. <laughs> we got, um, you know, a great little little home, my wife and and I, and um, yeah, it's just like a warm a warm home. COVID has, uh, you know, kept me here for uh, mm. most of it, and mm-hmm. I work from home, uh, so mostly my days are into the office go play in the living room and rinse and repeat. So that's, the commute. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, beautiful. I love it. And um, so two, two years, two years in, I'm sure there's a mountain of um, joys and also a mountain of lessons learnt along the way. Um, but yeah, speak to me a little bit about the transition, about becoming a dad because you're obviously, yeah, business owner. Um mm-hmm. You were you when you made that transition. So, yeah, what what were kind of the biggest things that really um, either went really well, or you were like were shocks and were like you felt underprepared for? 
Mm. Yeah. I have to transport back a little bit, but uh, <laughs> the, if I, I mean, the moments that stick out are like that first moment is such a magical moment where you get to meet your, uh, or I got to meet my daughter and uh, man, I couldn't, nobody could have prepared me for that. And the emotional, like, I don't even know what was going on. Just like all the emotions, the crying all the time uh, <laughs> was, it was amazing. It was beautiful. Um, and I remember feeling like uh, my wife and I were good. Uh, like that transition was smooth. We were like in conversation. My, my, wife was really prepared. We had a, a, a really great birth. We, we birthed at home, mm. home birth. Um, you know, we'd gone to all the sessions with the midwives and learned and, and, um, yeah. And the birth was, uh, was great. Like a beautiful birth story. I'll skip that for now, but, mm. uh, <laughs> but that, that transition into, Oh my gosh, I'm responsible for this little, tiny, beautiful human. Uh, it was kind of like a mix of all of a sudden everything is sharp in the world. Uh, <laughs> and I've never experienced so much like anxiety around like uh, needing to protect. Um, that yeah. was a real thing. And, uh, and then probably the biggest element of that transition was navigating um, navigating time and also like money and business. I was an entrepreneur and uh, an overwhelming desire or feeling like a, like a need to all of a sudden make a crap ton of money. Um, Mm. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And then that was like the tricky navigation piece for me. Uh, and yeah. And then, you know, I'm, I'm probably still transitioning like, like, yeah. you know, it's been two years and it's a constant battle balance finding, um, finding that. And, and yeah, but the, the initial transition, I would say just a beautiful experience for me and my wife. And, um, we were lucky enough to have, you know, a good four weeks of just basking in new baby glory. Bubble. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so it was, yeah, it was good and challenging and scary and like all the things that I've never Mm. felt so many emotions all at the same time. (laughs) It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And I can definitely relate to that, um, activation, the provider, gets activated mm-hmm. and it's like on, on all senses. And then mm-hmm. like speak to that a little bit more for me. You mentioned like trying to find the balance a couple of times. So obviously your relationship with money and business, because it's not just, okay, cool. I'm just going to switch off from my family and go make a ton of money. It's like mm-hmm. remaining presence and that full spectrum of providing. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, like speak to me, speak to me about that. Like it's, um, mm. like you said, two years in still balancing. I can relate. I'm 10 months in and definitely still balancing and probably, I, I imagine it's an ongoing thing to be honest. Um, probably. yeah, but, but how, yeah. Did you have any realizations because business and money is like, yeah, your forte. We've done another podcast, which I'll link in the show notes so people can go back and sort of hear that story and, and us dive into that. But with the frame of fatherhood and this transition, did your relationship to business, to money, to the making of money, did that evolve and, and change in the way you view and look at money? Um, did that change? hundred percent. Yep. Like <clears throat> at the most core basic level, um, because what happened was uh, I all of a sudden had a new purpose that I'd never had before. I've never made more money than I have as a father. And I know why it's like, I'm driven by, um, what you made me cry already. Uh, I'm going (laughs) to, the, um, there's an image in my head of like, you know, wanting to be able to provide, uh, and 
I remember having this image when, you know, pretty new when she was just born and it, it was, I don't know if this will make sense. Okay. But it makes sense in my head. It's like, it's me, my wife and my daughter, and there's a half circle around us. And so the free to leave any time out the back, like you have freedom, but there's this semicircle in front that I felt all of a sudden was like my role to create a space for them to be, <laughs> for them to just be. And so that became like this vision that drove me to create a, a safe, protective, abundant space where they could mm. be and they could be free to leave that or stay. Uh, but, um, and that drove me, uh, <clears throat> that really drove me. And, um, yeah. And then probably underneath there is also fear. Um, so it's like a beautiful vision of like a deep purpose and maybe equally <laughs> as driving force is like a fear mm -hmm. of, um, <clears throat> of, yeah. And then this is like all deeper stuff, like not being good enough, not being able to provide, not being, mm -hmm. uh, like all my own childhood wounds. And then there's all of that stuff that comes up too. Like I, yeah. I believe my daughter's here teaching me mm -hmm. so much stuff about my own childhood, my own wounds. And, um, and yeah, and then wanting to be good enough, not wanting to let them down. And it was this, that was part of the balancing. It's like, I'm mm. driven by this purpose. I'm driven by this fear at the same time. <clears throat> and over time, what did happen was, um, is I think because I work from home and because I'm always here and any, like it's an open door pause. You want to come in, like, come on in anytime. The spreadsheets can wait, like, mm. uh, it, which is amazing and awesome. But also, um, you can still work way too much. It's like, I almost tricked myself. It's like, I work from home. So I'm always here, but mm. I'm also always in the office because I'm working, I'm creating, I'm doing the things. And so, uh, yeah. So it actually took like, and a few times, and it's a constant remaking. It's a constant reimagining. It's a constant conversation with my wife. You know, how much do you want to work? How much do I want to work? What do we need from each other? And um, yeah, and then my wife is a therapist who, uh, you know, she um, works with people who, like the, the base root of most people's problems is like childhood development and misattunements with their kids. And that causes all these problems down the road. And so mm. we were also navigating what does it look like for her to not work, you know, yeah. after a year and a half. And, and um, yeah, and so just like so many conversations really, I probably took that on a random tangent, but no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's all, all super relevant and I'm relating to a lot. And, and I feel like um, that always, and I there's because that transition to working from home, even if you're not an entre entrepreneur, the year that we've just had, there's a lot of that. <laughs> Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And mm -hmm. so like that that balance and I guess that's like the whole, you know, the present father project. What does that present actually mean? And there's kind of mm -hmm. two aspects mm -hmm. to it. There's physically being there mm -hmm. and there's mentally, emotionally and spiritually being there totally. and balance, balancing those two. And so mm -hmm. how do you, and I love the open door policy that you speak to, but how do you manage, because there is that, okay, provider, I'm activated. There's a certain brainwave. There's a certain way of being that you need to be in to go and get shit done. And then there's mm -hmm. a certain way of being to, to be present with your daughter, you know? So mm -hmm. those two are not always the same thing. So how do you, no. how, how do you, they're often not, how do you, um, navigate that how do you transition and and yeah how, how do you navigate that um yeah, that difference yeah uh i mean for me <clears throat> i live by my calendar so i literally have the times when i'm going to be present with my daughter in my calendar mm. and then that's just what it is and so it's like you know i know i've got 
these four or four hour chunks where it's just me and then we've got weekend. And so it's, Mm -hmm. it's just been decided and, Mm -hmm. um, and that helps I find, Mm -hmm. but that's, and so part of the challenge is, yeah, like, um, without those boundaries or like, um, times that you've like consciously chosen, this is what it's going to be. Then, yeah, it kind of just all blends in and, and now you're, you're thinking about work, but you're, you're, you know, playing with your kid and that doesn't, that's like, that sucks actually. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I enjoy, I'm like, I unplug from work and, uh, I look forward to it and we color and she brings like fun back into my life i'm like man i haven't played with ninja turtles in forever this is great (laughs) Um, and uh yeah so she so so it's like consciously choosing time for me uh seems to do the trick yeah yeah yeah. and the simplicity of of structuring it in and building and scheduling it in it's like that oh man that's you talk about transitions that's one like just the amount of structure that is uh, required really mm. like to, uh, to like put into the family system and the conversation and the finances and like, just like whole new levels of structure. Yeah. Uh, make it and all work. Did yeah. you, did you get support with that? Like, how did you, cause I, I know, I guarantee there's people listening being like my household could use a bit more structure. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's a common, yeah thing do you know what i mean often yeah. needs not being met is a result of a lack of structure really um yeah. a lot of the time i find and so yeah do you did you how did you go about doing is it was it as simple as getting a calendar like did was there any ever, ever any um like disagreements like this is how i think the structure should look this is how i think the structure should look and like and, and navigating that yeah hmm it's kind of like a constant negotiation, mm. a constant conversation, not really negotiation, but just like, uh, and, and truthfully, I would say like, I, I haven't, um, I see in lots of ways, uh, I'm, I am quite a structured person naturally. So, um, my wife would be, let's say less structured. Um, (laughs) uh, and, and so, you know, we have different ways of, let's say being, um, in the house, but we're in constant conversation and communication and, uh, I mean, do our best to understand each other's perspective and, uh, it's yeah. It, to me, it just feels like we kind of constantly are creating it. So, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and lots of room for improvement too. I mean, we, we, you know, I, uh, forget to acknowledge her and appreciate her and, um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and help and support. And, and sometimes it's easy as a man to be like focused on building the business and making money and then like not take care of other things like the home or like, and, mm. and take things for granted. And so these are, these are, you know, just some of the conversations that uh, if they don't happen, they can boil up and, and, you know, um, yeah, it can make for not great, you know, not a great time. So, yeah. yeah. And it's almost like, the word rhythm is what, what we kind of bought in. Mm. So rather than trying to find a balance, like balance mm. would imply almost like it's static and it's like, mm. it's cause it's always moving the idea of a rhythm. And it's like, things might not happen at a specific time, but there's still chunks of the way the day flows mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, totally. and not being like, attached like to sort of, yeah, of how that looks. Um, yep. let's, uh, let's dive into, money this this um because i feel like it can be and then i also want to circle back to um children being the trigger for some unresolved stuff 
as well mm-hmm. and, and any links that are there are that you maybe have seen between the two in terms of worth and self-worth um sure but in terms of just for money being a source of stress on the household very common mm-hmm. very common thing and i feel like I feel like children are an amplifier. The birth process mm. is an amplifier. Whatever's kind of around will get amplified. And if there's mm-hmm. part of that is stress or financial stress, that can often be amplified. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, speaking to anyone where that is that is present, um, mm. what do you offer? Because I know it's not um, you've got your course for um, conscious wealth and, and that's not necessarily what you're actively building now, I, I don't think, but um, nope. that's obviously what you've worked a lot with people and your history. Yep. What do you, what do you offer people that are like, they're there. They're like, okay, I don't really have an out. Financial stress is an ever present thing. Like, where do I start? How do I start? I don't want this to be my way of being, but it is right now. What do we do? Yep. Probably the place I would start is a reframe on the problem. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um can you see that stress that's there as a gift trying to teach you something? Mm. What is that debt trying to tell you? What is this shortage of funds trying to tell you? If you take responsibility for everything in your life, then, um, you know, the circumstances, the situation, and you look at life as like uh, constantly, uh, like a never-ending school of, growth opportunities um then you then you it's like take the sting out a little bit or, or like the the mm. the narrative or like what fi- what it's supposed to look like or because probably like the the cause of anxiety around money and finance is because it's like a not accepting of what is you're like it should be some other way right so then so first i would say like just accept that that is the situation right now. Secondly, can we look at this debt as a gift? Can we look at this current situation as a, as a, as a lesson, as something to learn, as like the universe trying to show you something about your internal state or belief system or something else? And pull the thread and, and, and unravel the paradigm or the, the, concept of self that you've created that causes this kind of relationship with money and pull the thread, follow it, probably take you back to your childhood. You probably find like all the little stories and programming that you had and what a gift because Mm -hmm. as you unroll it, as you unpack it, um, you create a, there's like a freedom that exists in that dismantling that then shows up then your finances show up differently. Mm-hmm. But it is not, it doesn't work. Uh, it's like we end up creating the same result, just it looks a little bit different if you don't go inwards and you don't do that work mm-hmm. first. Yeah. yeah. So that would be the first thing. But then the, the next thing I would say, so that would be like some of my work from the past, which was, you know, I would call myself like a financial therapist. I'm not a therapist, (laughs) but I felt like one often in working with people's money and and dealing with the deeper internal stuff. Um, Now, more so, uh, but, you know, part of what I do is help people um, develop income or or skills that are like they can earn money with, specifically Mm. sales. Mm. and I teach soulful selling. And it's like, how do you sell and feel good at the same time? And learning a, a skill set that would allow you to write your own paychecks is um, such a great investment of time and resources. So if you are like struggling, uh, you know, if any, if, struggling financially or in debt or not sure what to do. It's like, there's a few really high income producing skill sets that you can learn um, to get out. And that's probably the fastest way out is like having a skill set that you can trade for, for money. Yes. Um, so beautiful. Uh, yeah. There's the internal stuff that yeah. has to happen first. Um, 
And at the same time, you could also learn a skill set that will allow you to create more freedom. Yeah. Mm, yeah, beautiful. I love it. And and tapping into that um that energy of our creator. Like there's mm. a creator in all of us. There's a victim in all mm-hmm. of us. There's a creator in all of us. And I feel like mm. the invitation is it's like, okay, it's that part of us is required to create a mm. home, to create, you know, that semicircle that you spoke about. We need to tap into that part of ourselves. Um, and oh, dude, if you're if you, uh, my my wife and I have been going doing like um, like she's getting into Jungian depth psychology archetypes, tarot cards, like mm-hmm. all all the things. And uh, man, all of a sudden, like since like kind of diving into that world a bit, you talk about creator wanderer i mean i've got like a whole party going on inside myself <laughs> most of the time i'm like i'm a 300 different people yeah that i could kind of tap yeah. into uh but it, it's uh man that's a it's a fun crazy world when you can uh almost like just change your you know the the mask almost you're like oh i'm mm-hmm. gonna tap into creator energy i'm gonna mm-hmm. tap into this or yeah um yeah and yeah. that is such a powerful paradigm, such a powerful way of looking at and approaching things. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's an invitation to that multi-dimensional aspect of ourself. Like, yeah. you know, the, the antidote to one dimensional masculinity, so to speak, mm. it's like, Oh, yeah. there are all these different aspects of me and totally. some of those. Yeah. And it's whether they're developed or undeveloped. And it's like, cool, this is like a call to arms to look at what I haven't looked at, developed what I haven't developed and Mm -hmm. step into this full expression of self. And it's, I feel like kids and such a beautiful uh, invitation to that because without kids, it's like there might be a few nudges from your soul to be like, hey, explore your infinite Mm -hmm. potential. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But as soon as there's kids, it's like a mirror. And, and it's mm-hmm. like, and that's all I wanted to segue into. Um, look, you, you spoke looking at finances like a mirror or feedback or a gift or mm-hmm. trying to teach you things. Um, and our kids can be beautiful mirrors as well and beautiful gifts and beautiful little teachers. Um, totally. So, yeah, I'd love for you to just speak to, you already mentioned that, yeah, that, that sort of popped up for yourself over the last um, two years. So speak to that. And then maybe the links between, between the two as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with, um, I think one of the cool things is like the, the way in which we think about, you know, our daughter coming to us. Um, uh, I think that counts. I think the stories that we tell ourselves matter. Um, and so, the the story that we have is you know she chose us and um and she came here she chose us and she's here to teach us she's closer to source than we are anyway she's way closer mm-hmm. i'm i'm 30 i'm 35 <laughs> years away from that she's right there so to me it's like one of the purest expressions of that source is her uh literally doesn't have to do anything her very existence brings joy to everyone around her um Mm. it's a just a beautiful pure expression and that's a great reminder as a as a parent as a human that that was me uh Mm. uh, i am that oh and now okay i got the i got the hit i just got the um intuitive this is the this is what's supposed to come out next. Uh, so, oh, I remember there was this moment. She might have been six or seven months, and we were in the bathroom. And it was one of those first times she started to look at the mirror and see herself. Like, there was like a, at some point, she saw who she was. Uh, but it was in a mirror. And so it was a reflection of who she was. And um, in that very moment, it was like the first wall 
uh, that went up, the first lens that will be created. Before that moment, she didn't know herself from self. She she was literally just an expression um, existing. And at some point, she's like, hey, that's me. And to me, that was the moment of separation. It was the moment where we, um, where, where we become individuals and where we, where we forget. And in that moment, I realized how I had forgotten who I was. I'd forgotten my own truth. I'd forgotten that I am not just a separate entity existing. And that the mirror, that the person that I see in the mirror is actually a, a lie. It's a fraud. It's a reflection. It's not the truth. It's like the truth is that infinite version of myself that is complete, full of possibility, connected to source, like at my very core, at my very pure core, is just like literally a beautiful expression of love that is connected to everything. And But it was just this one moment where she saw herself in the mirror and it just triggered this whole, I, I could see my own lens the moment she could. Remembering. And... Uh, there's like, uh, wrote, I remember just writing for, I think I wrote poems and wrote, like mm-hmm. massive downloads, but it was, uh, yeah, that, that, um, it was a nice little memory. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. You, <laughs> thank you for sharing. That was, uh, yeah, I felt that. And I remember the same moment. I didn't have that. Um, I remember the moment I didn't have that same remembering. But I remember yeah. like being like, oh, wow, that's the first time he's seen himself. Before that, he was, what? where, where was he? Right. It's like every time he would wake up from a nap and he would have to reorient himself with this. Well, it's like, where was he? Do you know what I mean? Right. It's like, <laughs> where was he when he was? And, and it's like, well, where do I go when I nap? And it's just like, we're not so different. We look very different, yeah. you know, but, yeah. but it, it's um, that... Ah, and and they're master creators. Do you know what I mean? Like they want food. They just they will have food delivered. They want milk. They you know it's like (laughs) it's very um, simple. But I think it's powerful in that speaking and 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 linking with that conversation with money. Because like you say, before you do the practical stuff, it's like looking at the stories and the paradigms. And it's our our paradigm around money is is really a version of our paradigm around ourselves. And, and our worth and connecting back to that um, infinite love and worth and joy. Like that to me feels like a pretty good place to be creating abundance from in all forms, mm-hmm. money being mm-hmm. one of those. Um, so, yes, do, do you um, do you consciously like look at that link with, with people or is it just like a nice idea or do you feel like there's some tangible stuff to – to actually work with there? Like if somebody's like, okay, I want to improve my quote unquote money mindset. I'm, I'm wanting mm-hmm. to tackle this. Do you feel you can do it without looking at that deeper, deeper self-worth, deeper other stuff? No. No, no. no. It's like, uh, no, it, it's, uh, I mean, maybe <laughs> I, I don't know how, uh, the, yeah. the way I think of it is kind of like, uh, you know, like the alchemist, um, where you are, you know, this vessel uh, or a container and the, the contents of your life are the pieces of your life that are designed to be alchemized into the next thing. Mm -hmm. And there's, and so, um, the, like, and money is not the point. It's just like, it's just not the point. The, the, the point of this whole thing is to like, to learn, to expand our mind, to become aware, to, to, to transcend, you know, um, just limiting beliefs. And at the exact same time, go into the depths of the soul. And, and it's not just all about, you know, going up and, and um, transcending, but it's also equally as important to go down into the depths and to experience the range of what it means to be a human. And money has such a great 
it is such a great catalyst for uh, a lot of pain, shame, guilt, embarrassment, um, and kind of these heavy emotions. And I get why most people don't want to look at it, but those are the gifts. Those, anytime you have those feelings of shame and guilt and embarrassment and, and anxiety and worry, that is literally your soul crying out saying, come in here, mm. come and like, like heal me, rescue me, like look at me. Um, and I mean, or maybe you could do a budget and and still, you know, change your <laughs> financial situation. Don't drink don't that coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but to me, it's like money is not even the point, but money is such a great um uh like element of life yes. that that can be used for your own personal transformation if you choose to see it that way. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's riff on that a little bit more in that um, it's not the point, but it's part of the equation of the human mm-hmm. experience in the current economic system we have. Like how do you blend it like doing work and focusing on money? Do you know what I mean? Making yep. it a point without yep. making it the point. Yeah. Like wh- totally. where does that balance sit? Have you ever read, um, uh, it's a book by Dan Millman. I think it's the, the Peaceful Warrior. Way of the Peaceful Warrior? The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Yeah, yeah. You read yeah. That? A, yeah. a while ago now, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, what I loved about that book was, uh, you know, kind of the sage in there. It's basically like everything is a paradox. Every, everything yeah, is a yeah, paradox. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, um, yeah, on one hand, um, it doesn't matter. And on the other hand, it very much matters. (laughs) Um, And it's like being able to hold both of those truths is what, you know, is I think in part, like what is a, is a mark of a, of a conscious or a maturing man or a maturing human is like Mm -hmm. that ability to hold both of these polar opposites and these paradoxes and, um, and observe them and see them and play with them and, and and so um on the one hand uh i find um so sorry and maybe just your question again otherwise i might go what was the it was uh how do balancing it's not the point but it's a point mm, so yeah, that paradox okay. yeah that that you're speaking to yeah yeah so it's like so this is where I messed up. Okay. I did this wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, ju- and I just like learned it the hard way. <laughs> and, and to me, business and money is, um, has been my greatest, not my greatest teacher, but one of my longest teachers anyway. Yep. Um, and, uh, and so it continues to offer me gifts of wisdom and, then you add the layer of being a dad and Mm. priorities and time. And it's not just money, but they're all interconnected values, priorities, time, money. It's like not as simple as just a money conversation. Usually it's Mm. like, how do we untangle all the things? Money is just money. Actually. It's like just a, it's just a, you know, a thing that we trade all the stories, all the meanings that we make about money. That's the, the piece that needs to get untangled. Mm -hmm. So in a very simple way, um, it's like what I did that was, you know, kind of the mistake is I set crazy big goals and Mm -hmm. I, um, made it mean that like my family wouldn't be protected or like we wouldn't be good unless I hit these big goals. And the goals became my like numero uno focus for my family Mm -hmm. Why am I doing it? I'm doing it for my family. So there's the story I'm telling myself. And, (laughs) and, and, and then the, the result of that is I'm working crazy hours because, uh, and, and in my head, I'm telling myself, this is an expression of love. I'm working so hard to make this money. Like, and I'm absent or I'm like, Mm. really what it is. It's, it's like, I'm here, I'm in the house, I'm right here, but I'm, uh, I'm also absent. And, and the actual problem there was that um, I had built my life around my business. 
And as an entrepreneur, the, the mm-hmm. best thing about being an entrepreneur is you get to build your business around your life. And so I had everything backwards. I had priorities backwards. I had, I had my, my, my times backwards and I got, and I told, and the story I was telling myself is why it's so important to just like pull the threads, explore your stories. Mm-hmm. What are the narratives you're telling yourself? Because those stories run you. And that was running me into the ground and it was running me, um, uh, yes, I was making good money and, uh, and my priorities were all messed up because I would work on weekends and I would work nights. And I'm like, if I was really creating my schedule as I wanted, as I like, as if I could choose anything, would I be choosing the schedule? No. And so it was in that kind of like awareness um, that I could flip that script again. And I could say, no, no, this business is here to serve me and my family. And, um, and I'm going to build my business around my life. And I'm going to put my priorities first in the calendar. And I'm going to put guitar lessons. I'm going to put dance. I'm going to put playtime with my daughter. I'm going to put, you know, men's work. I'm going to put, um, yeah, just like dinner. I'm going to put dinner in my calendar and, uh, just like simple, I'm going to put my own, you know, um, my morning routine in my calendar. I'm going to put my soul work in there and, and, and then I'm going to work when I in there as well. Um, yeah. I love that reframe. It's yeah. Oh yeah. And I've had something similar and, um, and it made me reflect on what was driving, yes, the goals. And, and uh, hey, I'm doing this for my family. So therefore you give, mm-hmm. you know, giving yourself permission to do whatever you want in the name of right. providing, right? Yep. And part of it was driven by comparison, what I was seeing other people do and what other mm-hmm. people create and mm-hmm. what I, yeah, wanted to create, like this big goal of happening, it happened in six months or a year totally. or like, yeah. And, and, and it was, it didn't last very long just cause after a few weeks, like cat, my wife was like, this sucks. And I was like, yeah, you're right. This does suck. <laughs> so like, it didn't, it didn't take long to kind of figure out that it was, um, a bit backwards, but yep. one of the pieces for me, and, and I'd love to hear how you navigated this is the goal I thought I wanted to hit actually kind of didn't mean shit. And I just reframed that and like, rather than that happening in six months, let's do it in the next two years. That kind of thing. Yep. Like, like, yep. Is, did you have to do the same? Because obviously something's got to give, do you know what I mean? And it's like, is that how you reworked it as well? Yeah, literally the simple act of removing the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> like, just as, like, why? Uh, you know, and asking the question, like, would I rather, you know, uh, for us, it was like we wanted to buy some land and a, and a, and like, um, I mean, big picture, we want to buy like a commune with a whole bunch of friends, but, uh, in the meantime, we're, yeah. we're like, let's, let's buy some land. Let's, you know, buy, we, we, then we're looking at houses. We see this one, it's got a horse and all of a sudden that's the goal. That's the vision. It's like, we're going to do this in a year. And, and, <laughs> and, uh, man, you're, you're, uh, better at that than me because I, I stuck onto that thing for like a year and a half and, <laughs> and, and took me way too long to just like, let go of that. Because if I actually look at it, it's like, would I rather have a ton of money, the property, or would I rather be done work at three? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I'd rather be done work at three. I'd rather like just and, and like you said, like the comparison thing, um, here, here's, you know, here's a piece of my soul for you. Uh, my, um, like some of my deeper wounds, uh, show up as like people pleasing tendencies, but also mostly actually seeking validation Mm. and, um, and that comes from, you know, uh, dad leaving and not being good enough and then trying to be worthy and trying to be good enough. And, um, if you're familiar with Enneagrams, I'm a number three and, and it's, it's like, you know, achiever. I'm the kid who like 
the saddest image is like the kid with a whole bunch of trophies and ribbons and was in every sport and playing all the things. And <laughs> every one of those is like a little cry or like, am I good enough? Like, mm-hmm. look, I got this trophy or I got this ribbon and it's all just seeking to be loved and to be good enough mm-hmm. um, or to be worthy or to be. Uh, and, and so that constant, um, yeah, that seeking really uh, like, go, like setting goals, going after them is such a familiar pattern. It's a familiar way. Yeah. Yeah. And where that comes from is, you know, my childhood wounds, just like stuff that happened where little micro traumas and, and stories that got made. Mm. And, um, and then it's like in those moments, I'm unconsciously living. I'm in a default posture. And that doesn't work. And it, I mean, it can work for a little bit of time, but, um, yeah. And so remove the timeline, mm. um, get the priorities organized, right? Like, would you rather have time or, uh, like you can have both time and money, but just, and then yeah, yeah drop the comparison and like actually choose what success looks like to you. Mm. And like, what, what is, you know, I thought, I thought I needed to have a like seven figure business because it's like all these digital marketers like, Oh, it's so easy to get seven figures. Like just, (laughs) you just need this shiny funnel gadget gasmo. And, um, and then it's like, seems like everybody's making seven figures around here. So so then you're just like, shit. Okay. Well, I guess I better go for that. And man, it's just like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, unnecessary you know all the unnecessary stress anxiety and um yeah and so sitting down being just like what what does like a good life look like for me and how do i create that and Mm. and let that be the that is conscious right like what is a good life for me that comes from a conscious place like you can set goals and your goals might be coming from an unconscious place Mm-hmm. Like my goal to yeah. some figure business and whatever. Yeah. And um, it's just unconscious. Mm, yeah, I love it. Beautiful. And I love that because you are, um, yeah, a creator. And, and so to, it's like a permission slip to like drop the timeline, do all of these things. You can still build a business. You can still experience abundance. You can still without the gnarly digital marketer six-figure goals like it can come and i feel like depending on the conditioning because i'm similar to yourself just high achiever love a goal like love Mm. a goal to achieve you know and so like that has been sort of my transition into more receptivity into all of that um so anybody who who you know maybe had sort of similar conditioning right now will be like Oh, amazing. Let's pivot a little bit. Um, and you might not be able to speak from personal experience, but maybe people you've worked with. What if mm-hmm. the conditioning led to the rejection of goals or to the rejection of money? And now mm-hmm. they're waking up and they're like, oh, they're needing to, they're needing to swing back the other way a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, how yeah, let's just let's just play with that for a little sure. bit. Is this let me let me um see if this uh this story is the what you're getting at because mm-hmm. i'll often uh share you know if you think about east oh okay, wait you're where are you you're in australia aren't you yeah um all right well the metaphor uh, will probably land <laughs> yeah yeah it's still, i don't know i was gonna try and make it australian but okay u.s yep california new york mm-hmm. right different Mm -hmm. energies think of new york i think of like you know quintessential three-piece suit maybe some stripes smoking a cigar probably lighting it with a with a dollar bill uh (laughs) just like wolf of wall street tons of money living that new york life right then on the other side in california you got uh the the yogi green juice vegan um you know uh, just spiritual mala beads and, and meditating 
like 10 hours a day or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, <clears throat> both exaggerated for effect here. But yeah. uh, uh, both of them would probably look at each other and be like, you are living life totally wrong. Not realizing that they are each other's teachers. Mm. And, and so um, uh, basically, you know, when this happens, we, we kind of create these binaries zeros and ones and, and mm. good, um, you know, this is right. This is wrong. This is good. This is bad. And, uh, it's, so it's this, it's the same thing. If you've grown up, you've rejected goals, or if you are maybe more of the, um, let's say yogi type, uh, then announce the <clears throat> need for money. Yep. Money. Yeah, doesn't like, I don't need happiness. money. Um, yeah. No, I'm living a spiritual life. It's like, this is the work because it's about integrating that other part of yourself. It would be like to each other, the other is the shadow. The, mm. And so it's, it's um, like what there is to do there is to like, is to, if you have a resistance to uh, like an, a natural aversion to, try it on, mm. lean into it, go check it out. Like, and get curious about why is that aversion there? And why do yeah. I resist that? And, and, and so it's the same process, regardless of what side you're jammed up on. Mm. And a healing comes when you integrate and you kind of, you collapse the binary. Mm. And when you collapse the binary, you create like a freedom because now you're not stuck in a binary. So that's the, yeah. Does that that make sense? Yeah, the, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. love it. And it's um just wherever the the charge is, the judgment mm -hmm. is, the whatever, the resistant. Like if there's a charge, it's there for a reason. Because if you truly didn't yeah. care, or if it truly wasn't part of your path, there'd be no charge there. So right. it's like, yeah, exploring that, trying it on, and being willing to kind of flex. And sometimes. In my experience, anyway, the pendulum needs to swing past neutral for a little while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and before you kind of find that middle point and being willing to go into the unknown of that is, is um, yeah, is necessary sometimes. I was, I was a vegetarian for three years mm -hmm. and somebody asked me like, what's something you would never do? And I said, oh, I'll eat meat because I'm a vegetarian. And then I started thinking about that. I would never eat meat. Wait a second. Why am I like, hmm, what have I made that mean about meat? Mm. Why is meat bad? Where did I get where did that story start? What is and I just get you get like just be curious. Was that yeah. it's like I'm nothing more than just passionately curious about my own existence and experience. <laughs> and then I I remember I'm like, I just made a decision. I'm like, after three years, no meat. I'm going to go have a steak tonight. And I, and it was so weird. And it yeah. was, I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's bleeding on my plate. It's medium rare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm, I'm now maybe mostly plant-based, but I st now eat meat and it's yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's just a, an example, but if you like country music and you, and you hate heavy, heavy metal or, or rap, Try go listening to rap and heavy metal just mm. for the sake of doing something that you said you would never do mm. so that you can break free of this little small binary self that you've created. Yeah. Expand, you know, yeah. let the wings fly. Beautiful. I love it. And this collapsing of binaries, trying on the other side, again, that multidimensional masculinity mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. how does that for you, have you experienced, because you've been doing quote unquote the work and, and exploring this stuff sort of long before you became a father. How have you seen this translate in, into your ability to be a present father? Like, have you noticed specific things or is it just a general trend? Like, I'd, yeah, I'd love to hear if you'd noticed anything with that or if being a dad has triggered even more of this collapsing of binaries or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Like she is my greatest teacher, right? My, my daughter. <clears throat> um, and uh, let's see here. I'm able to ha like be a present father. Like what a, what a gift. Um, and in those, those are the best like moments. And there's in those moments, it's kind of like, 
that's what you're we're striving for like all of that work of like leaning into binaries collapsing stuff doing soul work doing men's work <laughs> trying to dismantle the patriarchy and every other like you know concept and conversation we 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 wrestle with is like for those moments to be able to be like to put all that aside and just play with a ninja turtle you know um and so to me, I feel very lucky because, and I treasure those, though they're like, they are times in my calendar that it's just play and we just mm. hang and I don't work. And, and, you know, mom gets a break and gets to go mm. do her thing. And, and, um, I treasure those moments. And I, I think, so I know she has lots to teach me a lifetime of stuff to teach me. But in this current stage, I'm really, really grateful. I messed up really, really bad when I was younger. That started the <laughs> impetus for looking at my shit uh, because now I get to reap some of those rewards in mm. presence and time. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. I love it. I want to shift gears a little bit before we wrap up. Um mm-hmm just because I know a lot of the men that will be all women that are listening are in some way, shape or form stepping into that self-employed life, kind of Mm -hmm. what we've spoken to, like creating their lifestyle for their family. And obviously, yeah, yeah, I know just you've got a lot of gold and we probably could have an hour just on that, two hours. (laughs) You spoke to obviously the idea of sales being one of the highest paid skills um, that you can learn when wanting to do that. what else would you say would be fundamental with somebody's like, whether they're making their own product or they're doing whatever they're doing? Um, yeah. What, what, what do you find people miss or, or what, what stops people from the difference between people that step into that comfortable and enjoyable self-employment and the people that struggle? Like what, what have you noticed? Yeah. Uh, the first thing I would say is if you are just starting out building your own business or you're <clears throat> creating your own or you're self-employed, make sure that it ticks the boxes in that in that it is something that is worthwhile. It's something that you're passionate about because guess what? Running your own business isn't easy. It's not as like luxurious as all these Instagrammers make it out to be at the lap stop lifestyle. I'm guilty of it too. It's like it it takes work. So um, you better enjoy it. So do choose to work with people that you're passionate about. Choose choose an, an industry that you're passionate about. Secondly, is I think I believe um, that your business is an amazing vehicle for you to express a deeper purpose. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially for men, I think it's like um, aligning your business with a deeper purpose, like so that it can, uh, your work can be an expression of that or a movement towards that. And um, and then also you got to pick something that's profitable, right? And you got to, uh, you, you, you want to, what is business? Business is all about solving problems. It's all about um, helping other people solve their problems. And uh, and a quick little reframe on sales in case anybody's like, oh, I don't like sales or it's gross or it's icky. Or I, like what's underneath that is a deeper fear that you're going to be perceived as a used car salesman. So that's what needs to be addressed. But um, so address that. And then reframe it and think of uh, the way we look at sales is sales is free coaching. Mm -hmm. That's what our sales is. We coach people for free and we help them get clear on what it is they want, where they are now and what are the gaps in between. And if we can serve them, we do. And if we can't, we show them where to go. And that's all sales is. It's nothing. It doesn't have to be weird. It doesn't have to be weird at all. Mm -hmm. So if you're getting into business for yourself, make sure you pick a problem that's big enough that people will pay you for. That's something that you're passionate about, something that uh, aligns with your purpose. Learn how to sell. Um, doesn't matter what business you have. If you're 
earning less than 100K, the only thing to do is self-promote and sell your stuff. Mm. <laughs> it's like, it, it's not too, you don't, you probably don't need a funnel. You probably don't need a bunch of ads. You probably don't need half the stuff that everybody's selling you. What you need is you need to talk to humans. And that's probably the, you asked, you know, what's the difference between mm. the people who struggle and the people who don't, the people who succeed as an entrepreneur are willing to go out every single day, talk to people and, um, and serve. And the ones who struggle get up in their head, make things too complicated, make excuses, blame other people, don't take responsibility for their own results. And that's the difference. It's a mindset thing. Mm, beautiful. Couldn't agree more. Um, yeah. And that difference is so, um, gets clearer and clearer the more digitized we get Mm -hmm. it's like anybody that's doing well there is that layer of depth and they have can have conversations with people and and that that's just so important and and you can't um you know once you get maybe beyond six figures and then you're scaling and then all of that it's like it's like a different conversation but initially it's it's like Yeah. yeah be willing to and what's in the way of you having those conversations awkwardness fear of this fear of, it's like that circles back to all that work we were talking about earlier so it's like you got it man it's, um, it's all the same stuff it's why yeah. business and money is such a rich um container of personal growth and development and i love it i love um helping people navigate that mm. uh and yeah, because I see, I work with so many like coaches and healers and practitioners <clears throat> who have got like absolute gifts, like yes. absolute genius and wisdom and gifts and certifications and, and, and wisdom all wrapped up inside their head. And it's such a shame to see that not impacting people in the way that it could. And that, you know, on a deeper level, that is my purpose is to help people pull out that genius that's in their head, turn it into an offer and sell the shit out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Unapologetically. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're good. You're good. Um, Yeah. Beautiful, man. I love it. I love it. And, um, yeah, in a second, we'll, we'll share with everyone where they can come and find find you and and all the mm-hmm. the work that you're doing. Um, but to to finish off with, I just love to hear, and we've kind of spoken to it in, in a few different ways. But in a nutshell, what does it mean to you to be a present father? What does it mean to me to be a present father? Hmm. an aspiration it's like uh what does it mean to be a present father Hmm. i think it's for me specifically it's like to be the thing that i didn't have Hmm. yeah that's probably why on some level for many years before i became a father i you know, was doing this kind of work yeah. uh, to heal. And in that way, you know, we both heal in that. Uh, I get to witness myself <laughs> mm. uh, be the dad uh, or be the present. I had a dad, he's great, but be a present dad. <clears throat> um, and so in that way, what it means to me is it means healing and it means love and connection and um yeah and uh and a gift to myself and my family and my daughter beautiful amazing thank you my man appreciate you appreciate the work you're doing the father you're being um yeah always love dropping in and and 
having a conversation with you, my man. So thank you for carving out the time and uh, yeah, and being here. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you for the invite. Love that. And anytime, I'll have to start a podcast and invite you on. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And so, where can um, yeah, where can people find you and and the work that you're doing? Um, and I'll, I'll include yeah. all of this in the show notes. But just for people listening now, where can we direct them? Yeah, so Intuitive Entrepreneur is the Instagram handle. Um, we're actually just rebranding everything now. But uh, currently, DanHarrisonConsulting.com, Intuitive Entrepreneur um, is on Instagram. And we've got a great Facebook group, free, tons of resources. Um, it's called Six Figure Intuitive Entrepreneurs. It's for coaches, healers, practitioners who are building their own business and want to get better at sales, marketing, and creating offers that make a big impact. Mm, beautiful. Amazing. And I'll link all that in the uh, in the show notes. Beautiful. Awesome. All right, my man. Well, I know you got a big drive tomorrow to go and see mm-hmm. your girls. So, um, yeah. so I'll let you go. But um, yeah, man, for now, big love from me to you. And um, I'll chat to you very soon. Thank you, brother.